0: Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of ClearCast. I'm your host, Katie Keller, and today we are joined by Cam Watts, who is a managing partner at Sentinel Ventures, a company building a safer world by funding innovative technologies that secure and enhance our critical infrastructure. He is also a regional commander with the U.S. Army Ranger Association, who promotes relationships amongst Army Rangers. So his past includes serving under the 75th Ranger Regiment for the U.S. Army, and many of our listeners are veterans. So Cam, thank you so much for joining the
1: podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: So you went from Army Ranger to venture capitalist, which I think is a really interesting story. And there's a whole military to finance angle that I think may be relevant to some of our audience. And we can kind of pull on that thread. But I thought we'd start with kind of your journey and your military career, if you could run us through that.
1: Yeah, happy to. So I spent my entire military career at a Ranger Regiment, almost six years, five five years and some change. And throughout that time, i, I Went in with an 11X infantry contract with a 40 option. So that was to go straight from basic training into airborne school and then to RASP, which is the Ranger Assessment and Selection Program. And did that and then ended up in in Savannah, Georgia at 1st Ranger Battalion. And a week and a half later, I took my first deployment. From there, I went on four more deployments and was pretty structured in terms of training, deployment, training, deployment, training, deployment without much time off. So did that and four deployments and a, and a knee surgery later, my wife and I decided it was time for something else. And I got out and, and went back to school at UNC Charlotte.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say 11x to kind of what you're doing today, really different. So to walk us through the, the schooling and kind of your decision making. Well, let's back it up a little bit because I know that, you know, some, a lot of our listeners, like I mentioned, they're veterans or maybe they're transitioning through the military. There are a ton of transition obstacles that I feel like are stereotypical, I guess I should say. But I I mean, folks are going through their own sort of internal transition obstacles as well, depending on, you know, who they are, where they want to go, what they want to do. So we have our TAP programs, transition assistance programs that are, you know, preparing. Transitioners with finance resumes, what healthcare will mean with Tricare, and as you're sort of navigating the job search. So let's talk about some of your transition obstacles, and then, like I said, when you were deciding on school, what really helped you answer some of those important questions?
1: You make some great points. And so when when I got out in, in 2014, it was it was ACAP, so it was the Army Career and Alumni Program, which was kind of the the exit process, if you will realistically one of the biggest obstacles that i felt wasn't until i got to that point so i kind of just figured okay cool they'll tell me everything i need to know as soon as i you know i'm getting ready to go through a cap and prior to a cap i basically had a couple of gear checklist right go Turn this in here, go sign this paperwork there, and the rest of it will be at ACAP. And ACAP for me was about a week and a handful of, of classes, like you said, kind of some personal finance classes, uh, you know, what the healthcare transition looks like, et cetera. But as a ranger coming in, I was kind of surrounded by a lot of other technical skill sets and, and mechanics and intel officers and medics, et cetera, that I felt, you know, had a pretty Clean grasp of where they wanted to go. And when I was going through that process with ACAP, I was like, oh man, I don't have a clue. From there, I I really kind of started to get a little anxious and overwhelmed and started just like digging in on Google, really was like, okay, what's next? What's next? I knew I wanted to go to school. So that part of it was, was at least a little bit calm, but it was okay, hey, now. I got to figure out what school. My family, uh, my wife and I are both from North Carolina. Our family was both there. We kind of knew North Carolina, one of the schools there was going to be the option. And I first applied to UNC Charlotte because my wife's folks were, were in the Charlotte area and they had a systems engineering program, which I was very interested in. That's essentially what led me to UNC Charlotte and going through that program was was that I was focused on systems engineering, which I did not graduate with. So we can get into that later. But it was really because I very quickly, I thought I was going to be given kind of, here's all the info you need to exit and go into the the workforce. And I got very overwhelmed very quickly because as kind of a <laughs> trigger puller, knuckle dragger, I didn't feel that it was very easy to equate my skill sets onto a resume, which is what I was really being asked to do at ACAP. So that's really where it started for me was was getting anxious and overwhelmed with what was next, because I didn't see how to transition being a member of, of the 75th into anything else, unless it was kind of a defense contractor security related job.
0: No, absolutely. And I mean, I think that overwhelming piece that you're speaking to, we hear so often when it comes to the topic of translate your skills. And it's like, what the hell, man? Like I'm trying to, what I did is not going to easily translate maybe into what you want to do or where you want to pivot. And so I think it's important to note, like, of course, clearance jobs, we are. Trying to encourage folks to maintain their security clearance after service. And because that's what we staff. But it's also just like in that overwhelming piece, just thinking about, you don't have to answer every single question today. Just think about a few that you can answer. And it sounds like you did that with, okay, we want to be in Charlotte. That's where folks are. That's where we're from. That's where I want to go to school. So you went to school and then kind of, you know, you talked about systems engineering, but that's not what you do today. Maybe it touches it a little bit. But tell us about, you know, after school, again, answering those important questions, but where that kind of led you.
1: Absolutely. And and I want to touch on on one more thing about the skill sets and the resume building, if you will, with with that is I had just been, you know, basically told what to do for the past six years, right? You know, you're, you're kind of, here's your mission, here's your goal. Here's how you do it. And you go about it. So I kind of just assumed that was also going to be part of the exit program. And uh, when it wasn't, so I was naive and thinking, oh, you know, it's just going to be the same, but a little different. They're going to tell me what to do next. And so, yeah, so systems engineering, I started in systems engineering and, you know, being married and a little bit older, going back to school, I crammed my workloads with 18 credit hours for the first three semesters or so. Basically got to a point where on paper, I was a junior, but in reality, I was a sophomore and being on the GI Bill, they wouldn't allow me to take any more you know, extracurriculars, any elective classes. It all had to be based on my degree program, but I couldn't take the junior level class until the following spring. So I took a summer internship and the first internship I did was with Lowe's Home Improvement out of their corporate office as an industrial engineering intern. Had a great time there, great project and just kind of started to see how big of corporations that size were and how much red tape was involved. What that really led to was understanding, okay, I know what I don't want. And what I don't want is a huge firm, you know, 10,000 employees with a lot of red tape. I want something where I can go, you know, implement and execute. So that was the first big piece into that. But the next, right after that was saying, okay, now I'm going into these junior level classes, And then it's still kind of like a really a five-year program. So at at about two and a half years in, I'm like, man, I don't know if I really want to spend another three years in school. I kind of want to get out there, start making money. I I was worried about just, you know, not moving on to the next thing quick enough. And so I ended up transitioning my degree program to economics with a math minor and ended up graduating in, in three years because I kept up the course load. But throughout that time, I did two more internships because all my goal was, okay, I know what I don't like. Let's figure out what else I don't like quickly. And so I transitioned from uh, the industrial engineering internship to one at, at a private equity search fund out of Charlotte, MCO Capital, that was focused on industrial and manufacturing, basically an acquisition, and did that and kind of started. That's where I first really dove into the, you know, kind of, investment financial side of things, but mixed with also understanding the operations and how to grow the business and things like that. And that really shifted my view of what I thought I was going to do, leaning heavily into the finance, but also kind of with the tech side of things. So the next logical choice for me was like, okay, cool. What does investing in tech look like? Oh, there's venture capital. So I ended up interning with a group called tfx capital out of charlotte which is a fund that invests in veteran founders did that and again fell in love with it the op tempo the focus i think i felt like a, a part of community again you know back with the the mission driven veteran founders and then that led me to my, my job outside of school but that's really it kind of was a understanding what i didn't like moving to the next thing to start adding those skills into my toolbox because i was very afraid of being somebody with, you know, one skill set and bottlenecking my career options.
0: Well, and I love that finding out what you don't like quickly. And I feel like with, I, I mean, even, especially in the transition for any person, have a notebook <laughs> and write down what you really don't like. I mean, just in your career journey, I mean, we're always evolving and learning and trying to figure out what's next, even if you're happy in your current job. So just keeping a running list of that sort of stuff is, is important in you know, making decisions on what's next for you. And so let's talk about the benefits of pivoting as you went through the military transition and then, you know, going to school for systems engineering. What what benefits have you seen as you have pivoted to sort of finance and venture capital?
1: The first thing I'd say is it feels very much like-minded people, right? The kind of goal-oriented, mission-focused, you know, get-stuff-done type of attitude, and more similarly, that the kind of the op tempo, right? It is, you know, that kind of quickly moving on, executing your list and getting on to the next task it is very much alive. And at least in my experience with the VC world, it's never the same job twice. The days aren't the same. It's always solving new problems, but it, it's doing it efficiently and effectively, right? So it's executing them quickly and then moving on to the next objective. So I felt like it was very similar. And so to me, it was kind of flowing into. The role that that I was comfortable with, because it's what I had done for the you know previous six years, where being in school and kind of slowing things down and really having to you know kind of self-structure was much more difficult than jumping headfirst into something like VC where you're looking at new deals quickly, evaluating you know deploying et cetera. It felt very comfortable because of the pace of it, as well as as the group and and the individuals across the industry.
0: Cool. Yeah. Finding, finding a group that, that fits your pace. That's, that's a great way to evaluate, you know, things or evaluate teams. Again, what's next for you? And so in my intro, I mentioned that you're a part of the United States Ranger Association. So I wanted to take a moment to talk about mentorship and just really how important and critical it is as you are going through your own career journeys or even personal journeys i mean for anything so let's talk about mentor groups and sort of what role that they've played for you whether being a mentor or even on the other side of that relationship of mentoring talk about how important that's been throughout your journey and any you know tips you might have for folks that are listening today
1: i'm so glad you bring this up because for me it has been the most valuable piece of of my journey so getting out of the military and and going back to school at, at Charlotte, one of the first things I did was transferred. You know, actually I had my wife do it. She kind of took the bullet points from my DD214 and and one of the first thing I started doing was looking for groups in Charlotte. So I would like look up Ranger, you know, Ranger professionals, et cetera, things like that. And I started reaching out to those people that I found in there was like, "Okay, this career is interesting, how they got there. I like what their you know resume says, what they did, et cetera, and just and I started reaching out to people, like can I get lunch? Can we get coffee? I'd love to pick your brain, you know know how you got there? It seems like you have an interesting background, et cetera. Almost each one of those individuals that I reached out to said yes to at least a call, if not coffee or lunch, or things like that, and then would also throughout Our conversations would also introduce me to other people. So the network effect really expanded there. And that's how I met the group that was doing the search fund in Charlotte. And that's also how I met the group at TFX, the first venture fund that I worked at. And it put me in those places and where people were giving me opportunities. And it's still to this day is things that I do. I still reach out to everybody and, you know, try to keep up with all the people who have, who have been mentors to me as well as is trying to open myself up to people who are in my position because, you know, it's hard to kind of focus on that when you're doing your day job and everything else and, and life gets in the way, but it's extremely valuable. So the USARA program um, as well, the association there is, is you know, just the the a way that I can help in that aspect, but uh, I, I wish I could do more and, and would love to do more because it, it has absolutely been a critical piece of getting me to where I am today.
0: We talk about in networking, sort of making that meaningful connection with people is obviously important on an individual level. But I love how you noted finding groups. I mean, that's an easy part to get connected with like-minded individuals or even individuals who... May have a different experience than you and can help sort of propel you into a different, you know, part of your career or something like that. So I love hearing experience on mentors because I think it's, it's just so critical to have a mentor or have a, a group of people that you sort of lean in on when you're looking for a sounding board. And so. Let's talk about, and again, Cam, thank you so much for joining me today and talking a little bit about your journey and sort of a different angle or sort of where you landed. Because you know we talk about the Security Clearance Careers podcast, you're not necessarily using your clearance, but I think it's important to hear about different experiences from a veteran perspective. And so let's talk about a good rule of thumb in your opinion for our audience, that for our audience that might be embarking on their own transition, what sort of Advice would you share for them today?
1: Uh, absolutely. So, so honestly, the first one is reach out, ask for help, and find mentors, groups, etc. If you're looking for it, people will help, and people want to help. It, it you know, it, we we all want to kind of pay it forward a little bit. And if you go seek it, it it's out there. And I and I, the first thing that I would do, in, in if I were redoing everything, would be to probably. Dive even deeper to getting myself into different groups and different organizations that that are you know or where you want to be or where you think you want to be and be curious, ask questions, you know, really dig dig deep into how somebody got there or what led them to this because you know we learn so much from from not only our own experiences but others' experiences and so I, I think honestly the mentorship piece and, and and finding mentors and and individuals is is the the golden rule in terms of, of starting your transition, because there's so many obstacles that, that come up and different variables of life that come into play. And you're not the first person with those problems. Somebody else has had those, somebody else has gone through those and they just may have the solution that you haven't heard yet. So really is just reaching out, finding individuals that can help you get there and, and talk to you. And, and, you know, for everybody listening who want, to hit me up, you know, my network is your network. If I can and help in any way, I'm, I'm more than happy to do so. But that's really kind of the first rule of thumb for me is reach out to people you either have a similar background or are in a place that you think you may be interested in and and, you know, ask for for a you know, quick conversation, a little bit more about them and how they got there. And, and if you have questions or need help, ask for it because people are there and they will help.
0: Absolutely. 100 percent. Well, Cam, thanks again for joining us for this episode of Cleared Cast. For more information on navigating your military transition or for more information on mentorship, you can visit news.clearancejobs.com.